we're here. Here we are. Number five. Number five. <laughs> Samson and, and Delilah. Delilah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Matt Kitchen. And I'm Father Eric. And this is After, After the, the Likeness. likeness. <laughs> I think well, I said in unison the wrong part of the opener. So. <laughs> oh, man. I, it's going to be one of those. Off to a normal start. Uh, yep. <laughs> Total professionals here. <laughs> Well, uh, let's see. It's June, and it feels like it outside. It does. Also, oh. it wouldn't be a podcast if it didn't rain today, so... Yep, that's right. But today it was just enough to, like, sprinkle the ground and bring the humidity to, like, 37,000%. Yeah, that's right. 37,000%, yeah. which is about average yeah. for Texas in exactly. June when it rains. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which it has a lot lately. If you're not from here, oh, man. Good for you, right? Because <laughs> this last month, it's been crazy. It um, really has. Uh, I don't know. How has it been for you? Awful. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Actually, speaking of hot, we just found out we're probably going to have to replace the uh, AC unit in our house. So that's uh, super fun. Can't yeah. wait to get that bill and then yeah. pay it. <laughs> Better now than in August. That's true, I guess. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. It's always, always fun to get those uh, bits of news. Yeah. But hey, what can you do? Me and some friends moved into a house mm-hmm. um, in Austin when I lived there in August. Yeah. And then like within a couple of days, like the AC just stopped working. <laughs> oh, God. And it's not like it stopped blowing, but it yeah. stopped being cold. And we yeah. kept trying to like convince ourselves that it was like, <laughs> no, that's that might be cold. And like we'd just be like sweating in like this the smallest amount of clothes we could possibly yeah. wear decently. And finally, we had to like call the landlord and be like, and they tried to fix it a few times and they just had to replace like the Man. whole the whole thing. So that's um, awful. Yeah, it was. But I know what you terrible. mean. It's like, well, it's still blowing. I think that might be cool. Yeah, I don't maybe. know. Is it cool? Is it, yeah. <laughs> then when an actual AC guy comes and checks, he's like, that's super hot, man. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Ah, dang it. Ooh. Yeah. There is nothing like AC in Texas, though. It's, <laughs> it's the only thing that makes life livable here. Mm-hmm. Driving my wife's car today, and uh, I like that our Subarus were just parked next to each other, like we're in some oh. kind of club. Yeah, like wife car clubs. Even we are. Yours isn't your wife, but it, that's right. It but was it's supposed to be almost identical was, copy. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my wife have the same car now, uh, Subaru Forester, which uh, you know they can advertise if they want. On yeah, the show too. if they could advertise, or maybe like a train air conditioner, somebody could advertise. Oh that would help me out a lot. Yeah, right look now. at all these opportunities yeah, we come have on. here. Yeah. <laughs> if I could gain an AC or lose a car payment, that would be super helpful. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> or both. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll start a GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. I think yes. people are into helping I'm people hot. who don't actually need it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Anyways, anything exciting in your week? No, not really. I'm. Uh, the weather has been like the thing this last couple of weeks. That, yeah. It, like I said, it's been rainy. It gets so humid in Texas when it rains and when it's hot, and it gets so much hotter than it already is. And um, the thing that happens with that is that the mold goes crazy. And I'm really allergic to mold. Mm. And it turns out, so is my little daughter. So she was all congested and nose runny. And mm. um, and it was just, you know, hard. And then, of course, like everywhere we went, people were like, she has COVID. Yeah, and it's like, no. <laughs> oh. And like my throat was sore all the time in church, too. And I was like, man, I hope people don't think. Like, I'm fully vaccinated, everybody. <laughs> right? Don't worry. I know. This is just other medical things. <laughs> I know. It's like, 
COVID is the only thing that exists anymore when yeah. it comes to illness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, whatever happened to allergies or a cold? <laughs> I know. I know. And, and now they're back. I know. They're all back. I know, but the mold has died off, which has helped. Yes. I probably don't oh sound goodness. as nasally this time. Yep. Speaking yep. of sounding the way, I've noticed, I, I've kind of like stopped. Uh, the first couple, I listened to the whole thing through to uh-huh. make sure it sounded right. We didn't our sound. podcast? Yeah. yeah you yeah, mean yeah. you don't listen to our podcast? No, definitely not. Oh, I goodness. don't even listen <laughs> while we're doing it. <laughs> but but I, I listened a little bit and I was like, you know, I think I need to get a little more bass in our voice. I oh, we sound a little both tinny, of us? So... Hopefully this time you're hearing us sound All a little right. bit more uh, Here we are. manly. Yeah. <laughs> Below the likeness. Yeah. <laughs> That's solid dad joke. <laughs> That's um, what people are coming for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, today I guess we're going to be talking about Samson and Delilah. Samson and Delilah, yes. One of my favorite Bible stories, although apparently you've just told me it's yeah. a a big long story, and I thought it was kind of like it is. Well, the Delilah part's right at the end of Samson's whole yeah. story. We'll talk about all Samson's. I'm here stuff. for Delilah. Yeah, yeah, here, yeah, yeah, for sure. We all are. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, why was it your favorite story? Well, we had these VHSs, the nice like mm-hmm. soft Disney like cases. You yeah, know? We yeah. Had, we had this set of them that my parents bought us that were Bible's Greatest Adventures. Cool. Made by Hanna Barbera, Barbara Barbera. I don't know. Never heard it said out loud. Hanna Barbera, but <laughs> I don't know why we always said Hanna Barbera. I guess it just flowed. I think out that's that right. I think Is that, it? I don't that's know. how I remember hearing that. <laughs> well, anyways, we had these uh, these things, and they, they was about these these three kids, uh, Derek, Margot, and their nomad friend Moki. Huh. It says it every time. Find themselves trapped, sinking in a whirling pool of sand. <gasps> <laughs> Wow. You're super into it already. No, See? I am and super into it. I'm so, pretty sure they just died and everything. Like it, Yeah. The end of every episode is just they were dead the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> they thought they went back into Bible times, but really, but, yep, they were just at the bottom of some quicksand. <laughs> never heard from again. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's a very no, morbid. But it's true. I think that's what happened. <laughs> but they do. They sink into the sand and then they're in some Bible story and that's they have cool. to help out whoever to you know fulfill whatever the right on bible story i don't know i guess they're more just and samson and delilah is one of those yeah, yeah 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 it starts off with like samson just just beating some people with a jawbone that's then, true that's in there yeah and then yep. <laughs> and then uh you know the haircutting we'll, we'll get spoiler alert guys yeah. we'll get to that and uh yeah all that fun stuff so also uh, um my friend just reminded me too that this is the second story we've talked about that's in the song Hallelujah. So, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So, hmm, well, you know, you know I guess Leonard maybe the Cohen. next one needs to be about David. Yeah, that yeah. would that sounds good. That sounds good. <laughs> this is how we come up with our uh, schedules. Okay. Oh um, goodness gracious! Okay, well then let's yeah let's dive into it because Samson and Delilah and Samson his whole story is really interesting. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And uh, although it sounds like. Uh, Hanna Barbera did a good job. Yeah, like I think, uh, just turn this off right now and just watch go that. watch that. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. it's online somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in scripture, the story of Samson comes from the book of Judges, okay. um, which is in the the sort of uh, very front part of the Old Testament. It's still sort of the history books of Israel. Um, how how far after the first five is it? Judges? I think it's. I believe it's in the first five. Right? No, the first five uh, books. Yeah. Judges is after that. 
think. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see. Judges, oh my goodness. Look, Father Eric. <laughs> Old. <laughs> Judges is not one of the first five books of the Maybe Bible. Maybe it's six then. <laughs> no, wait. Or then it's Deuteronomy and then... That's number five. <laughs> yeah. Just a second. Sorry. He leads our church, folks. I know. <laughs> I don't know numbers. <laughs> Literally, the book numbers. No, sorry. One, two, three, four, five. So yeah, the Pentateuch ends yeah. at Deuteronomy. Right. Then comes Joshua, which Joshua. is linked with Deuteronomy. Judges comes right after Joshua. In fact, oh, Judges so starts with Joshua. Okay. Uh, that and and so Joshua it begins. Is a judge? No, he's not a judge. So okay. Joshua, if you remember, is the guy who takes over after Moses Jericho. when Moses dies. Yeah, he leads Moses leads the people all the way mm-hmm. to the promised land, 40 years of wandering, but you know, he's going to die before he gets to the promised land, which is like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Joshua takes over and Joshua is very important for us Christians because Jesus's name, even though we say it's Jesus, was Joshua. Yeshua. It's the same name, exactly. Ah. The same name in Hebrew and and Greek, and it sort of gets transliterated a little differently. Transliterated. Yeah, that's right. Oh, just blew my mind with that word. <laughs> <laughs> but like, jo- so Joshua is important because he is the one who l- takes people into the promised land, right? And so okay. Jesus is, he's a new Adam, he's a new Moses, he's a new everything, but he's definitely a new Joshua because he's the one who leads the people of God into the promised land. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. Like so, Drew Brees with the New Orleans Saints. Exactly like that. Exactly <laughs> like that sports metaphor of some kind. <laughs> sports oh, ball. Sports um, ball. <laughs> so so Judges begins with Joshua. And you think, like, Joshua is all about how, like, the, um, the Israelites are going into what will become Israel, into the promised land. And they're supposed to clear out all the Canaanites. And the Canaanites are real bad. Mm-hmm. They're like um, killing their own children, sacrificing yeah. them to evil. And God's like, if you are in the land with the Canaanites, um, basically, uh, you're going to fall away into their ways. Mm-hmm. And then they sort of set up a kingdom and Joshua like establishes them there. They don't actually get rid of all the Canaanites. They don't push them out of the promised land mm. or anything like that, which is one of those um, things we talked about in the question series about like, why was it so important that they like totally destroy and like uh, and, and displace uh, those people? It comes to this spiritual battle kind of thing where like all of these evil practices in the land that is uh, meant to be set aside for them, uh, they're supposed to do something different. And mm. so, and at least according to the story, that mm-hmm. God, God's narrative there, um, he knows they're going to fall away if they don't do that. And guess what? They don't do that. Mm. And we'll, well, we'll see what happens. Basically, uh, the story begins with Joshua, which should be the climax. It should be a really good moment where right, it's like, right. okay, Oh man, our ancestors, they got freed from Egypt. They went all through these trials and then woohoo, they're in the land of milk and honey. They're, yeah. they're finally there. This is going to be good times. But the Why is it milk and honey anyway? Um, cuz milk and honey are delicious. I mean, milk's <laughs> fine. No, I you know, I've been eating oatmeal recently. Mm-hmm. I see it on and, your desk. Um, yeah, oh yeah, quick right. I literally have oatmeal in my office right now. <laughs> Just eat it right out of the jar. Oh my gosh. Uh, no. uh, eating it in the morning and put some honey on it and then put some milk on it and it's like mm, honey milk that's and oats. Sweet, delicious. Yep. It's hmm. a good combination. I don't know. They're just highly nutritious and, and delicious things. They're but, like luxuries. But honey isn't really nutritious. Honey's definitely nutritious. Is it? 
Yeah. It's just sugar. With no, it's not just it's sugar. Like it's bee, bee sugar. <laughs> actually, oh man, we'll have to save this because this actually comes up in the story. Honey is like a big part of this. Okay. Okay. So anyway, so Judges is the story <laughs> of how everything starts off, you mm-hmm. know, like they start off on the wrong foot with the Canaanites and it all goes downhill from there until basically they become exactly like the Canaanites. Wait, uh, I have the, to go back. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd they get milk back then? Did they have cows? Oh, yeah. They had cows, they had goats, they had sheep. You could get milk from all of those things. Oh, yeah, because there were people who worshipped cows, huh? Yeah, that's right. So cows did exist. For sure. Yep. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure Americans invented cows, though. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. in a sense. Obviously, <laughs> America invented everything good, and so yeah. we must have yeah. invented time travel in the future and yes. sent it back to and the honey. Fertile Crescent. We invented honey, too. Obvious. Well, yeah. now, all of a sudden, you're yeah. pro-honey. Yeah. <laughs> Flip-flopper. <laughs> Now that America invented it in the future. <laughs> yeah. Only if we made it. <laughs> if we made it, it's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Eric um, technically isn't li- a we because he's yes. still pretty much Canadian. Listeners may not know it? this, but I'm Canadian. <laughs> very proudly so. And so, um, so yeah, I think that yeah. speaks for itself. That's awesome. Yeah. Being Canadian. Totally. Okay. So <laughs> here's a few things about the book of Judges that Samson and Delilah comes in. Judges, when we think of judges, we usually think of like going, like Judge Judy, like yeah. in the court, like gavel and a robe of. and like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to make decisions. That's not really the term that judges uh, uh, meant, means in, in the Old Testament. Judges are leaders. They're military leaders. They're like, they're not kings because they don't have a dynasty. Their kids aren't leaders, mm. but they're more like military leaders who do something militarily. And then they're kind of in charge for a while after that because... They won this big battle. This is entirely right? new information to me. Yeah. I thought it was like judges, judges. Like, no. Yeah, exactly. No, like it is judge not. Judge Ito. That's right. It's much cooler <laughs> than that. It's a, it's it's people who are liberators in some way yeah. and then afterwards uh, sort of manage the peace. Okay. Um, okay. And, and this is key because when we say that Jesus Christ comes to judge the earth, mm-hmm. there's a sense in which there's the like courtroom judge thing. It's sure, like, yeah, sure. he can judge good from evil. Uh, knows you know uh, uh, whether you've been naughty and nice and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. The, the our true judge in in Christian uh, uh, in the Christian story is Jesus in the sense too that he's the one who wins the battle. Ah. He's the one who rules uh, and orders creation, mm-hmm. reorders creation justly, right? Yeah, and so that's what a judge does is he does justice. So, um, whoa. Everything okay? Our Sorry, power we just, just went a... out. I think we're still good. All right. Looks so, like oh, oh oh oh. I guess we would still. Wow, be we good. get three sprinkles of rain. When the power goes. <laughs> the power's out. tripping out. This is why, like, we had we're, <laughs> four inches of snow, and we're actually out. battery. I think everything we're using is connected to the computer, so I think we're okay. Okay, okay good. We're good. <laughs> all right. If you can still hear this, we're all okay. Yeah. If not, then we'll yeah. record it later and pretend it was the first time. That's right. So, so judges exactly. <laughs> Take two. So Judges is uh, <laughs> really important to us because Jesus is our judge, right? And so like, right. there's going to be some kind of connection in there. Um, and they go, these judges, these military leaders in the book of Judges go from okay mm-hmm. to like really terrible and Ooh. tragic. It is a downward slide on purpose. Like this, the narrative is crafted. So you see that like the further things go on, the more the mistakes of people get compounded and the worse and worse things get. It's like Joshua was the man. Yeah, Joshua was, was the man because Joshua is Jesus, right? Who's like, just like the bottom of the barrel. Right. Who's, it, who's that? Who's the last one? Yeah. You want to guess? 
Ooh. Samson. No! Samson's the last of the judges. Samson. Yep. Yep. He was that bad? Yep. He was. He was. Come on. I mean, yep. It's not that he was bad. It's like the message of judges is kind of like the situation gets so bad. Mm -hmm. This is all God has to work with. This is like the best that God has to to offer. So this all happens because they're supposed to drive out the Canaanites, avoid their terrible practices like child sacrifice and worshiping false gods, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that. Instead, they adopted them, and it enters them into this pattern of sin, oppression, repentance, deliverance, and peace. Ooh. So, like, they sin, they do these things they're not supposed to, then all of a sudden, the Canaanites who are still there, aren't supposed to be, are come and oppress them, then they repent, and then they're delivered from that by a judge, mm-hmm. and then there's a period of peace. And that just gets repeated over and over in Judges. But every time it spirals through that cycle, it gets uh, worse and worse and worse. Okay. Right? Okay. So these are really bloody stories often. Nice. Uh, they're very exciting nice. stories. <laughs> um, like the, these are heroes, even though they're all very flawed and the flaws get bigger the mm-hmm. way you go along. Um, so they're very bloody stories, pretty much of, of terrible people doing this, <laughs> this exact thing. So the Judges... Um, and, and the Israelites at this time, they end up engaging in child sacrifice, murder, betrayal, worship of false gods, etc. Um, and it answers the question like, you know, like we all have the question like, why do we need, like, can't we all just do this on our own? Why do we need like <laughs> good governance or why do we need God? Why do we need moral laws or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Can't we sort of figure it out? And the answer that Judges gives is a clear, like, no. <laughs> no, we cannot. <laughs> um, it remind, there's a, a saint named Brother Lawrence who had a quote, um, Thus will I always do, he says, when you leave me to myself. Talking about how, like, mm. whenever he's, like, outside of God's grace, he, he doesn't want... Uh, uh, abandons God, he always falls into the same patterns of self-destructiveness. Right. And th- this is that on a on a country level. Um, so the, the phrase that keeps happening in the book of judges is in those days, Israel had no King mm. and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. That's repeated over and over again. Cause it's making the point. This is what happens <laughs> when we have no leadership and everyone does what they, what's right in their own eyes. So now anarchists should learn a lesson from this is what you're saying. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> I'm talking to my younger self now, uh, but this is really important too, because when the Kings come along, they're yeah. not necessarily that much better either. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's what it's setting up is the desire for the true King, the just King, right? Jesus. Um, wait, what? What? <laughs> yeah. Okay, it, so that's, you, that's you guys probably context. can't hear this, but it just started raining Boring. insanely. Like it's yeah. I don't even think the rain was in the forecast, but we start recording. Yep. Noah, here you we are again. Float away on our yeah. floor. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so goes, ADD. So, yeah. Go ahead. Hopefully, y'all won't be able to hear that. But yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's judges. Samson, like I said, um, he comes at the very end of judges. There's a couple sort of conclusion chapters after him mm-hmm. that are just like emphasizing the point of like <laughs> how terrible things have gotten. <laughs> They're like some of the most horrific stories in the Bible. Um, and the point is like, this is what happens. Wait, um, are we, well, maybe this is coming at the end of this yeah. story, but are you going to talk about what happens after Samson also? 
do things turn do things take a turn for the better after him after since he was judges the, after, after judges. samson yeah. no things continue right like after the, those, he's the last judge after those judges. concluding chapters yeah yeah right. after those concluding chapters that's judges the book sets up um, the book of like Samuel and Kings, which is about uh, how now, like it's obvious from the book of Judges, like Israel needs a king. Yeah. Um, and then the book about that starts with uh, the kings of Israel and how they came about. Is it Saul called Kings? Is the first king. Well, <laughs> Kings one and two are one of them. Samuel actually comes first, oh, but, okay. but that's about Saul and David and, and stuff like right, that. Right, right. And that doesn't work out terribly well either, but better than Judges, that's for sure. So, okay, so. Here we go. So yeah, so Samson is the last of the judges. Mm-hmm. He comes at the very end. It's a long story too. It's a, it's actually several chapters of the book of Judges. Wow. 13 through 6, chapters 13 through 16, if you're reading along at home. Um, <laughs> and it begins with word for word. great hope, right? Yeah. Like all the stories of the judges do, it yeah. begins with great hope where God is like going to call mm-hmm. this person and like set some things right. Yes. It happens after 40 years of oppression by the Philistines. Mm-hmm. The Philistines are the tribe of Canaanites that have taken them over this time and are oppressing them. And for 40 years they're oppressed. And then at the 40th year, um, there's an angel that comes to Samson's uh, mother, says, Behold, you are barren and have not born children. You shall conceive and bear a son. Therefore be careful and drink no wine or strong drink. <laughs> Eat nothing unclean. For behold... You shall conceive and bear a son. No razor shall come upon his head. Ooh. He can't cut his hair. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb. And he shall begin to save Israel from the hand of the Philistines. Ooh. So he's not allowed to cut his hair. He okay. can't drink any wine or strong drink. Even his mom can't while she's in the womb. Man. He's in the womb, which is good advice for everyone, by the way. <laughs> um, but you may notice, like, this is just like John the Baptist. Right. Origin story. Yeah, like, yeah. John the Baptist is a Nazarite also. Mm-hmm. He has the long hair, mm. no drink, no strong drink, or anything like that. So, like, this is a big deal. Like, a, a, I wonder how much hair he was born with. I wonder, like too. Like, cousin it. Well, hopefully not a whole lot. Otherwise, he would have been... Had super baby strength. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Got to start off bald so you can you at least give his parents a little chance. Oh, my gosh. If our children were... Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. If Ivy could lift me. <laughs> yes. Oh. The only thing that makes parenting work is that they're tiny. Yeah, exactly. Yep. If, if they could control me, yeah. that would be bad. If I could not just pick them up and put them somewhere else. Yes. Now, if only they'd stay there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Someday, man. So this is like a big deal. And this is where the hair thing comes in. Like he's never supposed to cut his hair. He's a Nazarite. Those were people kind of like we think of monks today. Mm -hmm. Um, They're set apart, set apart for a holy purpose. And the angel, the purpose the angel gives is he's going to save Israel from these oppressors, the Philistines. Philistines. So so he's blessed and stirred by the spirit of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Right. So he grows up and right there things start to go wrong. Um, he has his first marriage and the problems start right away. The marriage is not to an Israelite, but to a Philistine, right? To one of the people who are his oppressors. And, um, and this is one of the rules that God laid down for them when they went into the promised land. It's like, don't marry the Canaanite women because they will seduce you to false gods. They mm-hmm. will undermine you and destroy you, which is a pattern that happens to Samson a lot. 
He's marrying this woman. It's not Delilah. This is some other lady, some Philistine. But he is walking around and he sees her and he says to his his dad or whatever who arranged the marriage, get her for me. Like he sees her. She, he likes her. She is right in my eyes. That's repeated a few times in the story. She's right in my eyes. Um, it's repeating that whole thing back from Adam and Eve where it was like it was good. Yeah. It looked to her to be good. Yeah. Right. And so he's right there already. He's trusting his own vision, his own sight over what God has yeah. has commanded. Um, like God like knows. The, get her for me, though. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Get her for me. Get She's for right me. in my eyes. That's right. I want that one. Yeah. And <laughs> like, so, a, like just a toy at Walmart. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That one. Daddy. <laughs> Oh, pretty much, yeah. pretty much. But so the, he, he does, he like arranges this marriage. And um, meanwhile, some weird stuff happens that is symbolic and comes up, um, is important too. He This is where he's like walking down the road, uh, getting ready to get married. And this lion is there and he's like, oh, a lion, I'm going to kill it with my bare hands. And like, this is this is sort of just a straight up hero scene. Yeah. Where like a hero's fighting a lion. Lions are big and strong. You can't just take on a lion with your bare hands. But it's demonstrating this is who Samson is. He's a big, strong dude. He has his long hair and like the blessing <laughs> of God. And he can tear apart lions with his bare hands. Yeah. So that's what he does. Um, he tears apart this lion. He's like the biblical Hercules. Exactly. He is like the biblical <laughs> Hercules. That's a big, a good comparison. Like. Yeah. He's basically like this super strong dude. And he, in a way, he's kind of like um, compared to the other judges who are more regular people who mm-hmm. like did extraordinary things. He's like this superhero that yeah. God has raised up. And again, the point is, this isn't this isn't going to help you. Yeah. Like don't he, even matter how super this dude is. Right. Gotcha. Super strength is not yeah. going to save you if you're not going to follow the way of, of God. Right. Makes so, sense. so yeah, so he, uh, kills this lion later when he's going past the lion carcass again. Um, he sees that the lion's sitting there rotting on the side of the road, but <laughs> a bunch of bees have like made a nest in the lion oh. and have made all this honey. Do they do that? They do, apparently. They do in the Book of Judges. Wait, so, so this he, thing had to be there long enough for the bees to make a hive. Yeah. yeah that's a, or at that's least a make some honey. Old carcass. Yeah. He's, <laughs> it was a long walk he's taking. A long walk. <laughs> yeah. No, he's going down this path. He's going back after, like, arranging the marriage or whatever. There's the carcass, and, like, the bees are there, and there's yeah. all this. It's dripping with honey. I so think those goes, were maggots. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Well, he goes and does something that's really gross. And he goes up and he scoops some honey and he eats it. Yum, yum. (laughs) Right? Now, this is, again, the Bible doesn't say like, and this was really gross. Yeah. But it's meant to be really gross. That's definitely gross. You know, there were, especially for holy people Mm -hmm. um, in in the the Nazarite tradition, they're not supposed to touch carcasses or dead people or anything like that. So this is another thing where it's like, it looks sweet to him. I pretty much go by that It looks delicious. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's sort of a blanket rule. For most people, or wear yeah. gloves. Yeah. Um, nah, just yeah. leave it alone. Just that's right. The buzzards will take it's care fine. of it. <laughs> um, but so he goes up and touches and literally eats out of a dead thing, Ugh. and that too, it's like he sees it. It looks good. He takes it, even though it's it's bad. And worse than that, he goes and takes some of the honey. He gives it to his parents. Right? Doesn't tell them it was from the carcass. <laughs> 
which is kind of like again Eve Eve yeah, right? Adam right yeah. there's all these patterns like we've been here before yeah that's right exactly <laughs> you see you see them get repeated over and over so that's really not good so basically like it's um, something like your little brother would do to you I know seriously hey man want to try this honey that is what Samson is like he's like a big little brother <laughs> oh man but okay so he's he's walking down the road and mm-hmm. he's done all this stuff with a weird dead lion honey and he goes to his wedding and there are 30 dudes from Ashkelon there which is a little town or it's not actually a little town but it's a village of the of the Philistines one of their strongholds and they're like family or friends of of his bride who's a Philistine and he challenges them to this uh to this riddle and he says basically like uh, hey, I've got a riddle for you. If you can solve it, I'll buy you a bunch of clothes, okay. which were very expensive. I like riddles. Go yeah, on. That's right. Continue. <laughs> and um, and if you, and you know if if I if you can't guess it uh, by the end of the wedding ceremony in seven days or whatever, because that's how long they lasted. Oh my gosh! Then you have to give me a bunch of clothes, which again are very expensive um, in the day. So here's the riddle. He says, "Out of the eater came something to eat. Out of the strong came something sweet." And this is a riddle about the fact that he the ate honey and the lion, the honey and the lion. Man. Yeah, he's like, here, I did this weird thing. No one will ever guess it, so he does it. And now, how would but, anybody guess that who hasn't read the Book of Judges? I know, I know. Well, they're all stumped and they're super pissed because they agreed to get him like thirty sets of clothes. Which again is very expensive. <laughs> so they're real. Also, mad. they're not going to fit him. Yeah, they're... that's right. <laughs> it's a big. They're, they're not going to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going to have to sew them together. <laughs> so he continues on and like and guess what happens? We we start to see his biggest flaw. We see that he has the same flaw as all humans, which is he sees things he likes, mm-hmm. he does them even though he knows it's wrong. But we start to see his real flaw, which is that these guys, they can't guess. Yeah. So they go to his wife or his soon-to-be wife in the midst of this seven-day yeah. marriage ceremony and basically try and convince her to tell them what the uh-huh. riddle is. Just like Delilah will. Um, um, spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, and so she doesn't want to do it. She doesn't want to do it. They threaten her family, basically. Like, we're going to burn down your whole house. You need to tell us what it is. We cannot afford 30, wow. you know, like things or, or, or 30 outfits. And so she goes and and he bugs her. Or I'm sorry, she bugs him until finally he tells her yeah. what the what what happened what on the road with the lions am i right yeah that's right <laughs> and um so he she goes and tells them and they they come back and they're like oh we have the answer to the riddle um and it goes um they they make it all rhymey as well <clears throat> which is, uh, that's right they say what is sweeter than honey what is stronger than a lion and he says to them if you had not plowed with my heifer you would have not found out my riddle. Basically saying like... Did he just call his wife a heifer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was maybe it's not a, a good start to the marriage. <laughs> so he's basically saying like, oh, obviously my wife was cheating on me, like sleeping with these people. And so like I'm going to... Uh, and so he reacts very poorly to say the least, which is he goes and he kills... All 30 of the people. All 30? Instead of, you know, paying them. Because he's really, he's really, really mad because uh, his wife tricked him and he assumes it was because of adultery. What so, did he do with her? Uh, well, that 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 comes into, um, <laughs> into this as, as well. So, in the story, yeah. 
this is seen as like what God wanted, though. Like mm-hmm. this, this, this killing the thirty warriors. These are like the top warriors of this village. It's a sort of a fortified village. These villages are small, so it's like mm-hmm. it's their 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 <laughs> chief troops of these this oppressive. Now there's no one there to protect the city. That's right. That's exactly. Great. Way to go. And so it's like a huge demina- demonstration of his of his strength. Well, yeah. Um, they didn't really know what they were. Uh, I don't. Off I there. don't think I could kill like 36 year olds. So I, I mean, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say that's some pretty good strength. I think just a few <laughs> six year olds could kill. Take yeah, them for sure. Big yeah. time. I, how many do you think you could take? Six-year-olds? I yeah. don't know. You know who really frightens me is middle schoolers. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm Probably like two would take me. So angsty. Yeah. I think it'd probably like six six-year-olds. Yeah. Well, they and can I'd just done. gang up on you and they you yeah. know, they get you on the ground they're, and then it's over. And they're biters. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Watch out for those yeah. six-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> so this is seen um, here, right? So this is this is like, okay, this is what God wanted to happen. He wanted to use him to free Israel mm-hmm. from from the oppressors, um, but you're already starting to see here in the story, right? Like mm-hmm. God is working through this really, really imperfect person. Yeah, like it is not. <laughs> he's not a good person at all. He just does what he wants, takes what's good to him, even if it's from literally a carcass, and gives Ugh. it to his parents. He's marrying like uh, women who are like from the oppressive class and who are. are you know, God says are going to mm-hmm. seduce you to bad ways and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and so, so it's, it's, it's not, not a good person. So basically to answer your question though, she goes off and her dad is like, well, this relationship obviously didn't work out. <laughs> so, uh, he marries her off to his best man um, after he's gone and like next man up. sort of stomp, stomps away <laughs> angry. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, that's right. So it's like next, <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. Husband's a husband. Yep. So so Samson <laughs> leaves though. Um, he um, he's he's like you know doesn't want to catch hell for for mm-hmm. basically uh, massacre that he performed. <laughs> uh, but then he comes back and he has a second try. Now at marriage, he comes back okay. to like find his wife, right? He's like, yeah. okay, I've cooled off. Uh-oh. Everything's fine. You know, had more carcass honey. And he goes to his wife. Who brings that news to him? Finds out, yeah, that she's been given in marriage to his best man. Mm-mm. And he, again, is not happy. The person who breaks this news to him is his uh, ostensible wife's father, who's like, I thought you hated her. I thought you hated all of us. And so what... What was I supposed to do? So I gave her, I gave her, you know, to your friend over here. It's he, like, like Seinfeld says, that's why they invented the tuxedo, so that when the when the groom doesn't make it, they can just move, shift exactly, everybody over right. one. Just, <laughs> just step over one position, yeah. please. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> just interchangeable, interchangeable men. But Samson does not agree. No, uh, the dad tries yeah. to smooth things over, though. Um, mm-hmm. He uh, he offers. His younger daughter and is like, she's even more beautiful. She's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And this too goes back to like, uh, you can remember uh, um, um, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it was Jacob uh, who works for seven years to marry 
like one of the daughters of this, oh, of yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. and he like switches them around yeah. and he's like, oh man, it's not the one I want and then works for seven <laughs> years again to finally marry the daughter that he wanted yeah. to, to marry. And this kind of goes back Awful. to that. It's like, hey, wait, there's a way, you know, we can smooth this out. He's mm. like, no, uh, Samson is not having it. He says, this time I'll be innocent in regard to the Philistines when I do them harm. He acknowledges he was a little <laughs> rash when he killed those 30 guys from Ascalon. Can you imagine? You just kill 30 people and you're yeah. like, maybe it was a little bit of an right. overreaction. Okay. <laughs> I see it. I see it. But this time, this time, this time I am justified, yeah. he says. So he goes and catches 300 foxes, okay. takes torches, um, turn, t- tied them tail to tail, and put a torch between their tails. Basically tied lit torches to foxes, pairs of foxes. And when he set fire to the torches, he let the foxes go, burns down all the grain of the Philistines, and sets fire to the stacked grain and the standing grain and the olive orchards. Wait. And then he runs away. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Did each fox have its own torch? No. So two foxes would have their tails tied together. Yeah. I do not know why. Yeah. And then a a torch would be tied into the... Yeah. So one torch... Two foxes. So they'd have to, to it's like a like a three-legged race. Yeah, like exactly. They'd have to decide to go the same that's direction. That's right. That's right. Otherwise, they lose tails. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. At first, I thought you were saying 300 foxes all tied together. And I was like, that would that be That would weird. have been sort of crazy. Fox ball. I yeah. Know. I mean, I guess the whole thing's a little crazy. Well, yeah. I mean. We'll admit that. Um, it's, that that's a weird thing to jump to. It's an interesting tactic. Like, you know what? I'm going to yeah. catch... 300, I could have gone like 250, but no, no, 300 sounds 300, right. I'm going to go 300 which, foxes. When you think about it, mm-hmm. just the time it would take to trap 300 foxes Exactly. Too, I think that too is part of his like, I'm a hunter. and I'm Yeah, yeah. but like you would think that by the time you caught like seven foxes, you'd be like, you know what? I'm kind of over this. Just, <laughs> can I just throw the torches? <laughs> but... Apparently, it was very effective. Like, those foxes ran fast. Man. And, like, I, I, wonder, I do wonder why, too. I don't know. But, <laughs> so, anyway, he does that. He basically burns down all the food and productive capability of the Philistines. And he runs away. Of course, the Philistines do what you would imagine, which is, like, amass an army. Mm-hmm. And they go and attack Judah. Like, where all the Israelites live. And everyone in Judah is like, why? What are you? Why are you attacking to us? They they have not heard about the fox oh my assault. Gosh. The, the fox assault. So the Israelites are like, they're like, okay, hold on. We'll find Samson. We'll bring him to you. We're going to sort this out. He doesn't have anything to do with us. It's the fox yeah, offensive. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. The fox offensive. Uh, and so they go out and they're, they're going to go like, um, um, find Samson. Yeah. Um, so he, they go and they're like, Hey, don't you know that the Philistines are like in charge of us? Like they yeah. have more people. They're very dangerous. They got swords. They can kill us all. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you, you know, messing with their, um, <laughs> messing with their crops? Um, and he's locked up in this cave in the mountains. <clears throat> he basically makes them promise uh, I don't like that they won't kill him. And he says, I'll come with you as long as you promise you won't kill me. Just tie me up for the Philistines. And oh, yeah. That'll he work. doesn't really yeah. answer their question. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> but that's his terms. So they're like, okay, cool. So they like tie him up. 
And uh, when he came out to the, when they drug him off to the Philistine mm-hmm. city, the Philistines start coming out and shouting to meet him because they're like, oh, finally, we caught this jerk. We're going to like string him up. We're going to do all these terrible things to him. And then scripture says, the spirit of the Lord rushed upon him. All of a sudden, boom, the ropes that were what? on his arms became his flax and his bonds <laughs> melted off his hands. He like just flexes out of the Yay. out of the bindings. I mean, we've all done it, but yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. But it's impressive to do it under pressure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. Fair enough. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've torn a shirt that I was trying to put on. Yeah, me too. It was the stomach. <laughs> but it was <laughs> Oh, yeah, so he's ripping it off. Here's big hero moment, right? Yeah, he's like the Hulk. He, he finds mm-hmm. this is where he finds a fresh jawbone of a donkey, mm-hmm. um, another like dead animal piece, and he put, takes it in his hand, and with it he kills a thousand men. A thousand? A thousand men. That's a lot of men. That's more. Than, that's more foxes than he caught. That's crazy. That's right. Exactly. He's highly productive. Um, He's a very good maker. Yeah. You think like like man number nine hundred ninety eight? I mean, like I'm out of here. He's like, oh my goodness. Well, actually, that's kind of what happens. Like at the end of a thousand. Yeah. The story says he is so thirsty. Like he's so like he's not he hasn't been injured by any of the people. He's just so tired. He's tired of he's about to people. die. That's right. He's killed so many people with his jawbone. Oh my gosh. He he can't he can't go on. Yeah. He's so thirsty. And so God splits open a hollow place at that Philistine place, uh and water comes out of it. Dude. Um which is just like in when, when Moses Like the Moses the desert, rock. Exactly. Yeah. That splits open. So we're getting all these again, story matchups here. Yeah. And then when he drinks of it, his spirit returns and he's totally revived. He's like, where are the rest of them? Yes. And so that sort of sums up like um, the, this is, this is when there's, there's actually no repentance uh, yeah. in this part of the cycle, but he, um, he uh, delivers them from, from, um, from the Philistines in this action. Yeah. The Philistines are basically really scared of him. Mm-hmm. And the next line is that he then judges, he rules Israel for 20 years after that. They basically are like, okay, we're going to leave these guys alone now. <laughs> like, this dude is crazy. Can't do nothing with yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the if interesting you can't thing beat there, him, join him. <laughs> that's right, exactly. You know what? You're fine. You guys are fine. Yeah, you have fun with that ruler. Um, but the interesting thing there is like, there's this sense. There's still the sense of over time uh, that things are degrading. So like, he Israel was oppressed for forty years. Yeah. Then there's this great big hero who's like liberates them, but it's only twenty years that they're at peace. You oh, know? Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like things are still getting worse and worse. <laughs> so so okay. So this is where Delilah comes in. Hey there, Delilah. Um, finally, we're finally at Samson. <laughs> I've been and waiting the Delilah. whole time to say that for the. I know. Years. I know. So. <laughs> So this comes at the very end. It's after these 20 years. He's been like ruling oh, Israel. And the story of Delilah starts, as, as you would, with a prostitute. Of um, course. Basically, yes. Samson, this probably was not in the Hanna-Barbera um, <laughs> version. But like, and I think this part of the story is just to like make it clear, like kind of what kind of person Samson was, what mm-hmm. kind of ruler he was. Samson goes to Gaza, which is where all the, all the Philistines are. He sees a prostitute and he goes and um, and in, engages her for her services. Oh. Uh, the Gazites, the 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 
the Philistines who were there were like, oh, Samson's here. <laughs> Once again, he's being like seduced by a foreign woman. Mm-hmm. He's like putting himself in danger. He's obviously someone who just sees mm-hmm. what he wants and like tries tries to get it, doesn't care uh, about, about anything really. Um, and they all sit around and they're going to kill him, uh, about to ambush him on his way out. He basically, it says they're, they're going to ambush him about around like the gate to the city. Yeah. And it says he like basically lifts up the gate and like takes it all the way up this hill. Yeah. Like the whole gate of the city. Um, and this is when it starts in the cartoon. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. This is the spot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it's basically like, oh, you're going to wait till I come out of the gate. Well, yeah. psh, here we go. Yeah. Just taking the gate with me. And so he, he escapes. Um, and again, that's just to let you know what kind of guy Samson mm-hmm. is. Um, so did they talk about the prostitute at all? In the I don't remember. Probably, probably, probably not. Probably not. They, I mean, I don't know. He was just in Gaza for some know. reason. <laughs> just hanging out. And <laughs> just then, this man of God. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, that's the thing, right? Judges is not about... They, these are not role models in Judges. Fair enough. They're just like... Oh. Anyway. So then he meets Delilah. Uh-huh. Um in this in the same time and much hilarity ensues um he's a little bit more streetwise at this point i hope so um but uh but basically the same thing that's happened to him over and over happens again which is uh the philistines are on to him they don't want to know this time now that he's Mm -hmm. interested in the philistine woman they don't want to know the answers to any riddles or anything like that they want to know what the secret to his strength is and how he can be defeated. Mm-hmm. And so they get Delilah to um, shack up with him and get that information out of him. Mm-hmm. Again, this time he's learned at least a little bit. He lies to her like three times in a row. Yeah. Uh, she's like, oh, if you use bowstrings, yeah. um, you know, like if you... Uh, what this was is the in the cartoon one? also. <laughs> That's right. If you, if you put my head with a web and fasten it tight with a pin, yeah. like that will do it. And every time... Like he tells her this, he falls asleep and she, she does it, it <laughs> and then wakes him up like, oh, hey, the Philistines are here. And he like <laughs> busts out of his binds bound uh, again, yeah. just like he had before. And in, uh, in the but, cartoon, when when he, yeah. you know, beats everyone and, and shows that he was lying to her, she always goes, you lied to me. Yes. You mocked me. That's and me and right. my sister used to say that to each other all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you mock me. That's right out yeah. of the scriptures. Like, nice. She, every time she says, behold, you have mocked me and told me lies. Please tell me how you might be bound. Like that's her response. And so finally, um, um, it says like his soul was vexed to death. And this again, you know, the metaphor of like of Israel who are supposed to be metaphorically married to God, mm-hmm. right? Being seduced by other gods and going to worship them oftentimes because of uh, intermarrying and like going you know, being uh, uh, taken after these other cultures. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like an, uh, a zoom in on that process mm-hmm. with, with, uh, with Samson as the subject where it's like, he really, really loves this woman, you know, mm-hmm. like it's not like he didn't really love these yeah women um he's not faithful he's not a good person yeah but like he really cares about these people he's a good heart in there somewhere exactly that's right but the point is like (laughs) even a good heart if it's put on the wrong thing 
is going to get pulled away. He's a and real so, like, sweetheart when he's not murdering he, that's thousands right. he of people. He is <laughs> such a sweetheart. Yep. He just falls asleep right in her lap. And, you know, so finally, anyway, she tells him uh, the real secret that she can't cut his hair. He can't cut his hair. Mm. Um, and he, uh, she shaves his head. While he's sleeping in her lap, famously, and like all oh my the goodness the, gracious, yeah, yeah, and then the men come in and they're like, "Ha ha!" And he tries to fight him off, but he cannot. He's a he's a mortal man again. Man. And um, basically, what happens is he becomes a court jester for the Philistines. What in one of their palaces slash temples? Man, yeah. so this talk is, about rubbing salt in the wound. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so they've shaved his head. They they can just bind him up. Oh, I forgot. They gouge his eyes out. Also. Oh my gosh! Like extra punishment. Yikes! So like um, so so here's blind weak man. That's right. Okay. Totally. Exactly. And it's and it's sort of like a picture mm-hmm. of all the terrible things that God said would happen if they didn't. You know, mm-hmm. like. Stay on the 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 straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. The things he said. Um, there's you know he's literally in a temple with a false god and a false idol. There's he was seduced by a Canaanite woman. He's been unfaithful to the covenant, unfaithful to his people. Uh, the power of oppression is over them. He's weak without God. Without mm-hmm. you know like he finally like uh, abandoned the last commandment or the first commandment he was given as a person not to cut his hair. And he's weak without without the strength of God. And it's all rolled up into sort of this one scene, right, where he's this core gesture. Yeah. Now, little do the Philistines know, and this is where we wrap it up, okay. um, that, you know, it doesn't just work just to cut off his hair once. Mm-hmm. His hair starts growing again, oh. the scriptures say. Like, they gouge his eyes out and they bind him up and all this stuff. But his hair is growing back. <laughs> and so, like, eventually he's been there. He's been totally humiliated. For a long time, yeah. This person who's been ruling the Israelites is now their captive, and mm-hmm. and a, um, and he uh, they they bring him in to like to make fun of him basically yeah. and tease him. Um, and he uh, he asked the man, young man who led him, "Let me feel the pillars on which the house rests, that I may lean against them." Oh. And so the house was full of men and women. This this palace, this mm-hmm. this temple of a false god. And all the lords of the Philistines were there. And on the roof, there were about 3,000 men and women who looked on where while Samson entertained. And then he prays and he says, oh, Lord God, he's humble now. He's been blinded. Yeah. Which is funny because now he sees, yeah. right? Like Paul <laughs> uh, later on. He's blind and now he sees. Yeah. So, oh, uh, Lord God, please remember me and please strengthen me only this once, oh God, that I may be avenged on the Philistines for my two eyes. And he grabs the pillars he leans his weight against them, uh, one hand on one and one hand on the other. And he says, let me die with the Philistines very dramatically. Nice. And he uses all his strength. The spirit of the Lord comes upon him again. And he brings down the entire uh, temple what? palace and kills basically everyone in there as well as himself. What and a so boss. It says That's the dead cool who he go. killed yeah, there uh, <laughs> were more than those who he had killed even uh, during, during his life. Man. That's beautiful. That's the story of Samson. I would like to see a graph that like the two axes are strength and hair length. Oh yeah. I want to like is it direct? Is it like an exponential thing? It depends. Like if he had a crew cut, is yeah. it like like, he, like maybe you could have his his uh, his bench press weights and see yes, how they yeah. go up with hair length. That's right. That would be cool to see. Yep. <laughs> Different cultures, you know, like even you know like. A, in Western culture, 
And this kind of starts really even with Paul. Like short hair has been seen as more masculine. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes to the Romans yeah. uh, too. Like That's why I'm super masculine. Yeah, so. exactly. That's right. <laughs> and I think, you know, there was a practical aspect to that too, which is like you can't get your hair pulled in right. battle. Mm-hmm. Um, the men are known to do. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> but also there was actually like, so hair has been seen as a symbol of like virility and strength in men mm-hmm. as well as women for a long time. Um, Rastafarians famously don't cut their hair largely because of the Nazarite thing. Um, monks in the Eastern Orthodox Christian tradition mm-hmm. don't cut their hair um, for the for the same reason. Like it, they they follow like the Nazarite order. Hmm. Um, and so, um, but like, uh, but that said, like uh, in the West, though, there was a sense where like uh, you're cutting off your hair because. You're saying, um, you know, like for monks and and for military people, mm-hmm. because you're not focused on like, you know, prostitutes and women and all that kind of stuff. You're focused mm-hmm. on your mission, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, which is not always true of soldiers or, <laughs> or even monks sometimes. <laughs> certain times during the church, but um, but yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, I, th- I think we did it. I think we did it. Yeah, we got we Samson. definitely got through that. I want to talk to Samson. Yeah. That's a probably reference no one will get from Half Baked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we should do a question. We have, uh, I'd say, five ish minutes to. Okay. So it's a it's a pretty long one to answer in five minutes. Cool. Because it's a follow up from Adam, my uh, brother in law, who I'll be seeing this weekend. So hey, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> so he says, "Hey, Father Eric, thanks for answering the question and responding to my email." Uh, I'll chime in when I can. Frankly, I'm in a period of asking questions, which is probably better anyway. I don't know if you wanted me to read this word for word, but yeah, I'm going yeah. to. <laughs> if I may, I'd like to ask a follow-up question. You may, sir. You may. I think you're right that the reason is always that. Oh, I think you're right that reason is always at play in the Christian life. I liked how you juxtaposed reason with community and discussion. I hadn't really considered that angle. Speaking of communities. You made the statement that some people are Episcopalians without realizing or something to that effect. Sorry if I'm misquoting you. I know you explained a little about that, but I'd like to understand a little more. As someone that went through the confirmation to be a Catholic as an adult, I'm familiar with the concept of baptism by intention. It's probably the wrong term, but the idea is that someone can be a part of God's kingdom, family, etc. without completing some or all of the grace-giving sacramental aspects. Essentially, one can be both eternally saved and a part of God's work in the present. Additionally, Baptists tend to place a burden on an individual's internal conversion rather than completing symbolic rituals, including believer's baptism. With that in mind, what does it mean to be an Episcopalian? Beyond, I just think, what does it mean to be an Episcopalian? In two minutes, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond Ooh. complete the confirmation process. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll stop there. He also mentions that Luke fired a proton torpedo, which yes. is entirely inaccurate. It was obviously a laser. Well, so, votes keep coming so. on my side on that one. So. <laughs> That's the most important part of this email. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so, so what's they, it mean to be an Episcopalian? In, in uh, yeah. Cliff's notes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'll, so, yeah, I'll keep this this short for time. And uh, thank you, Adam, again for for sending this follow up question. I don't remember exactly the statement that I made or what I was getting at with that, but I think probably, and this gets to your question, what it means to be an Episcopalian. Probably, I was saying something like. You know, like the Episcopal tradition, the way that we do discipleship or follow Christ um, is communal. And like we have a lot of communal resources for that. Like to be an Episcopalian, 
uh, means to come together for church. And church means something specific, you know, like it, it means uh, we worship in a particular way, in a liturgical way, following the tradition of the Book of Common Prayer, right? That's specifically Episcopalian. That's, that's our tradition. Uh, I think maybe what I was mentioning was like other traditions, like there are, there are liturgical Baptists and liturgical evangelicals who have gotten more interested in this ancient pattern of coming together in prayer and song and worship. And for good reason, because um, uh, for a lot of them, they've seen the scholarship that's come out in the last hundred years or so that really tie, you know, like for a long time, really non-liturgical Protestants could imagine that the early church was just sort of like, you know, like a Bible study, you know, like uh, people get together and they read the Bible and they talk about it and they're drinking coffee and they sing some hymns and, you know, like basically a, a small house church version of an evangelical service. Mm-hmm. But um, as people have realized, or like archaeologically as Christians have realized, the early church was very liturgical from the get-go. Mm. From the get-go, people were um, on Sundays gathering together um, with an order of worship in which they consecrated bread and wine and believed they were receiving the body and blood of Christ. It became really important to uh, for these non-liturgical Christians to kind of find their roots. Liturgy, by the way, liturgical, I'm using that word, it just means the pattern of worship, right? So there's a distinct pattern of gathering together that Jesus really begins in in the Last Supper that churches uh, carry on and they make adjustments here and there for cultural reasons and like to make sure um, the language is updated, all that kind of stuff. But um, but so, yeah, so to be Episcopalian in a large part means to be part of a community of believers who practice their faith in a certain way. Um, And so um, I would say the beliefs of the Episcopal Church are pretty much the same core beliefs as any other group of Christians. Um, uh, there's not nothing specifically Episcopalian where it's like, oh yeah, we believe in everything in the Nicene Creed, um, except for, you know, the virgin birth, you know, or something like that. It's, it's all the same uh, belief wise, but when it comes to how we live out those beliefs, um, that's where we get into liturgy and that's where we get into like the particulars of the community. Like to be an Episcopalian isn't just to be confirmed. It's to be confirmed by an Episcopal bishop, right? Who is um, in the same line of succession of bishops who've ordained each other physically, like physically laid hands on each other's heads. They go back all the way to the apostles. They go back all the way to Jesus. And so we have a line of that succession. Um, so for me to be an Episcopalian, so it can be a lot of things. People can, Of course, people can define themselves as whatever they want. But what really makes an Episcopalian an Episcopalian, and this is the same largely with Christianity, what really makes a Christian a Christian is they belong to the body of Christ, right? They, they uh, are joined together with fellow believers um, and, um, and are baptized, receive communion, um, uh, pray, fast, give alms, do all, all these things together um, as a group um, around, around, uh, around Jesus as our, as our, as our Lord. So, so I think that's what makes uh, specifically an Episcopalian Episcopalian is we do all those things specifically in our Episcopal way in that, that <laughs> tradition. And so in some sense as well, um, when a Baptist picks up the Book of Common Prayer, 
because it's very accessible and you see a lot of liturgical Baptist and evangelical churches doing this um, and uses that as their liturgy. In a certain sense, they've joined into the Episcopal tradition. Now, in another sense, they haven't because their clergy person hasn't been ordained by an Episcopal bishop. But in a certain sense, they, they, um, they are uh, following the Anglican tradition because you can't pick up and read and pray the Book of Common Prayer without being formed by that. Does that boom? Yeah, that, yeah. I think you nailed it. Was it how how long was that? Was that twenty minutes? Do, I mean, <clears throat> we are thirty seconds shy of an hour. What right now? We're oh my goodness! It. So let's end it now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. for real, it's been fun, guys. It has any last thoughts on Samson Delilah? Did we get? get I think we. I think it's beautiful. I, there's so much more to that story what that I realized for you from Hanna Barbera to like what we talked about. Nothing today. Nothing. No, zero. Yep. Still <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no, it's just there's so much more to it. Like yeah. I said, I mean, it started at the Samson ripping off the gate thing. So yeah, I didn't realize oh, how much true. actually lit up to that. Led up to that. So that's pretty. Uh, Pretty wild stuff. And all the, like you said, all the, um, that's what I'm looking for. Connections? Uh, yeah, connections, analogies, yeah. metaphors, like the, that come into play with this one. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. I agree. I was actually surprised myself as I went through it, you know, like just how much, you know, it ties into Genesis. It ties into yeah. John the Baptist. It ties it like it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's amazing how scripture does that. It really ties things together so well. Mm-hmm. So as we were talking about like Adam and Eve and how like some of the questions there get filled in later. Yeah. Samson is one of the people who's doing that. He's like, here's another way (laughs) that we eat of the apple. It's pretty awesome. This time it looks like lion honey. (laughs) (laughs) Dead lion honey. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up here, guys. Remember, uh, if, if you're able to... Uh, rate us a five star wherever you can. Make sure to please subscribe. And, and if you want to share us with your friends, yeah. please do. That'd be awesome. The more people listen, the better. The better. And please do send us an email um, yes. just to check in let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. Or even better, when you're putting your five star review on there, write in a little note about what you think, what you like about it. We'll yeah. read those on air too and, and recognize folks. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be yeah. Fun. yeah. And uh, yeah, like our Facebook page. Yes. I think we've had a few. I, I saw you you post about it, and I think mm-hmm. some we got a few hits from that. So uh, <laughs> everyone jump on there and make it happen. I just took a little video while while Father Eric was explaining that uh, Episcopal thing. So maybe I'll post a little behind yeah. the scenes video. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we will see you in a couple weeks here. I'm Matt Kitchen. I'm Father Eric. And this is After, After the, the likeness. likeness. See you next time. <laughs>